Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you regular news, reviews and interviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in Holland, in English. Based in The Hague, Stet is the leading professional English language theatre company in the Netherlands. Under its founder, Elske van Holk, they put on about ten shows a year, as well as running a very active educational programme, taking theatre to schools and colleges. They recently organised an improvisation workshop in The Hague, with English actress, performance artist and clown Lucy Hopkins. Some of you may have seen her excellent one-woman show Le Foulard at the Dutch Royal National Theatre last year. I went along at the end of the first day of the workshop to meet Lucy and some of the participants, but I started by talking to Dora Tsikra of Stet. I'm... Um I work in the education department. I am the education you are department. The education department. <laughs> and this, this um, workshop today come, comes, yes. up, comes under, under your, yes. your jurisdiction. Um, is this the first time you've done something like this? Um, no, uh, but this is the first time that we have done it for two days, so for a full weekend. We did a workshop with Lucy in October last year, uh, and that was three hours long, and we got such an enthusiastic... Um, um, feedback from the participants that we decided to do a full weekend one for adults. Because mm. you do a lot of stuff with children, don't you? Yes. Mainly with children. Yes, we do primary and secondary school and sometimes university. Uh, but then in schools um, with uh, with um, classes. So this is a total different ball game to mm. organize something for adults. And it's been successful, I imagine. Yes, yes, I hear a lot of enthusiastic participants and Lucy's happy and... Uh, so how many people were, were on the workshop altogether? Fifteen. And that was also the full uh, participant number that we wanted to have. Were you turning people away? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> we actually got fifteen people. We didn't have to turn anyone away. But also on the website, you know, uh, if you want to book another ticket, it says full, fully sold out, so you can't, I don't know, maybe there were some and, other people and, and wanted to what did to it cost, the two days? It was 169 euros. It's not too bad. And you get a cup of tea and a sandwich for that as well, do you? Yes, and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for that. I shall find Lucy and have a talk with Lucy. There she is. Hello. How are you? Very well. Good you? to see you. Yes, very well, thanks. Right, so there right, you are. Wait. Here I am. Um, ha, ha, are we going to? Shall we? Shall I? I was kind of waiting for the toilet. Oh. I think do you want me for like two minutes, or shall we have a chat for like twenty minutes? Well. Well, I mean, because last time you were like it's just a, just a few minutes. In which case, we could do it right immediately. No, I mean, if you want to go to the loo, then I'm, I can wait. Oh yeah, fine. Okay, there's a queue. Look, that's uh, this is what's happening. Uh, yeah. Don't no. you get priority? Oh yeah, maybe I get priority. Oh, but she's quite. I mean, she's quite firm, Ingeborg. Right, I'm now with Lucy Hopkins, Hello. who is the organiser, and, well not the organiser, but you actually run the workshop. I do. And we haven't seen each other since you were here with the Foulard, which was when? September, October last yep. year? October, I believe. So t- tell me a bit about the, 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 the workshop here, what, what does it actually involve? Um, so, the workshop is called The Art of Being an Idiot. 
It's called Into the Unknown, actually. Um, the Art of Being an Idiot is uh, the, the, the umbrella that I work underneath, if you like. Um, it's about uh, being present and um, helping uh, people get feedback on what is happening when they're on the stage basically, in terms of their connection with the audience, in terms of um, their use of their body and their presence. Uh, Patricia. And you've just taken part in the workshop. Yes. Why did you want to do that? Because, well, I was, I was in another workshop with Lucy uh, some months ago, and we really like it. So we, I wrote a stat, and I think more, more people did, to make sure that she was coming again. So they brought her again for these uh, two days. And what do you hope to gain from that? What do I hope to gain from the workshop? Uh, a little bit more freedom in expressing my emotions through my body and my... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to look, to find more... Yeah, to accept what I'm feeling and to be able to express it. And have you done anything like this before? Have you worked, done theatre work, amateur dramatics, anything like that? Uh, I have studied uh, theatre and it has helped me a lot. But I want to keep... Uh, studying because like, I think it's like a never-ending thing absolutely yeah. okay thank you for that okay. thank you <laughs> come on somebody do you want to speak sure okay all right so, what do you want to know I'm, what's your name first out Daniela and you live in The Hague and I live in The Hague and what made you come to a workshop for um, I've done a little bit of improvisation a long time ago, then I didn't do any for a long time. So I had basically two reasons. One is you have to do some, try something different once in a while. And I thought improvisation can help me in anything I do in the world. I mean, it's always good to have the impression that you are, are slightly better at improvisation than you were before. And you can think on your feet, that's the most important. Yes, exactly. That, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you do, it's always great to be able to think on your feet or not get disheveled. Absolutely. But you, you live in The Hague. Yes. And um, what do you do for a job? What do you work? Um, my main activity right now is that I try to bring high educated people with a big network to areas or to schools with children that um, have parents who are maybe not as highly educated or don't have the same kind of network and see if with a little help um, uh, they can get much further. Okay. Give them a little, a little push or a little something. Okay, thank you very much for that. Can I speak to you as you're one of the few men here? Yeah, no, uh, no <laughs> problem at all. Yeah. And your name is? Marcus. And you're Dutch, I take it? No, I am Swedish, actually. Swe what do you think you're going to gain from coming to a class like this? Uh, so I've been acting, doing acting for around about two years now, and I want to kind of just add another layer in terms of my improvisation techniques and to what I already got. Um, also want to get a little bit of a truer connection to my true self as well. Uh, this is very much about exposing yourself, uh, getting connection with your true emotions. And that, that is some like, beautiful thing really. And that's more to do with that than the theatrical aspect of it? Yeah, yeah, both I would say, probably, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it, it is it's something that you want to deliver, but it's also very much to, to the audience, but it's very much also connect with your, with your true self, really. So uh, I, there's two aspects to it, I think. I think a lot of the people who come to this class are, are possibly less interested in the uh, I don't know, dramatic or theatrical aspects of it and more in the sort of self-knowledge aspect of it. Do you, th do you think that's the case? For me, it's um, not the... M I think the best is when there's a mix. 
of people who are performers and not performers. I think that makes for a really rich workshop where there's a very good exchange. Um, I think there's a very big question, isn't there, always about uh, art and therapy, art versus therapy, which comes first. I would say um, that good art should be uh, therapeutic. It should have therapeutic effect. But should it aim to be therapeutic? Um, it should aim to be yeah if you aim to be therapeutic I think it's one of those vanishing points I don't think you I don't think you get it you can aim to be uh, true and real and uh, connected and ridiculous and many things and in doing that truly and with the whole self it becomes the the, the act becomes therapeutic I would argue um, but I think a lot of the time people say oh you know it's therapy but I think I think kind of therapy has to happen in order to make good art. Having said that, I don't put this workshop forward as therapy. This workshop's a performance workshop for people who want to be on the stage and it's conducted as such. But I observe that it's, um, it has therapeutic effect. It's good for us, it feels really good. People bring out really good stuff um, and they're beautiful. You look like somebody who wants to be interviewed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and your name? Natalia. And your nationality? Uh, Latvian. Latvian. And what brought you to a class for improvisation? A completely random chance, I would say. Have you not been involved in performance art or no, theatre? No, not, not at all. Uh, I'm a graphic designer. But I've been looking basically for new things to explore and experience. And myself being English-speaking and uh, having seen the advertisement for this event, I decided why not. And what did you expect it to be? Actually, I didn't really have any expectation at all. For me, it's a completely new thing, so it's more of let's go and see and discover. And what do you think, what do you, think you got from it? Well, well, first of all, meeting fantastic, uh, nice new people. And secondly, just an approach to... I would say everyday life in the sense of daring, in the sense of daring to be vulnerable, in the sense of daring to experiment a little bit more. Did, did you feel vulnerable in that? Of course, of course, because uh, there are certain exercises where you are on, basically on stage being watched and that is a point of vulnerability. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. Here's another man. Hi. You're in a minority here. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's always in this kind of course. And your name is? Alexander. And this is the first time you've been to something like this? Uh, well, I, I did some improvisation myself before, but not like a one-time workshop, no. Yeah, so. But you, have you done any sort of performance art or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did uh, text theater, or what's it called, and uh, improvisation, and uh, yeah, so I have some experience, but not with a single workshop. And you think this was this was valuable to do something like this? Yeah, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. What's the, I mean, procedure isn't the right word. What form does the does the workshop take? I mean, how, what's the starting point? Um, what is the starting point? The starting point is games. There's lots of play, lots of games, um, lots of exercises where we get to uh, f uh, become aware of um, our bodies, um, become aware of the. Uh, being looked at and also looking at the audience in the world of the clown it's really important that the clown sees the audience and that's often a big obstacle for performers because we don't want to look in the audience in case we see that they are bored 
But of course, we have to see if they're bored, because then we can change. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll hear the fidgeting and the coughing. Indeed, indeed. So it's really important to admit that. If we can admit that, then we can change and make a, um, a performance. If that happens, can you get them back? Once, they, once they've reached the coughing and fidgeting stage, can you get them back? Well, you want to get them back before then, ideally. I mean, if they've reached coughing and fidgeting, you've left it a bit long. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, you, of course you can. You can get them back as soon as you admit it. As soon as you admit, I'm sorry, that's gone a bit boring. Uh, you know, I've gone off. Then they'll come back because they'll be like, oh, thank you. Thanks so much for noticing. Yeah, yeah you, can get, you can get an audience back if you admit it. But also it depends on the, uh, the way that you work. I mean... I talk about admitting it because in, in clown work, the clown is always seeing and interacting with the audience. So this is comedy-based? Are you teaching people how to get laughs or how to be a clown? Or? Um, I'm teaching people how to uh, be honest. And when you're honest on the stage, it's often funny because it's a high-pressure environment being on the stage and being looked at by a lot of people. Um, and there's lots of funnies in that. Uh, I don't... N- I don't teach people how to get laughs. I don't teach people how to be funny, but I teach them how to have fun with themselves, with how they are. Um, And in terms of clown, like some people will say clown, it has to be funny, a clown has to make people laugh. For me, the the work of a clown, um, it's about vulnerability and uh, honesty. And if it's allowed to be funny, it's where you're allowing laughter. Um, but we see often things that are very beautiful and vulnerable um, that aren't funny at all. But that doesn't mean but we still love them. But, but a lot of clowning is based on pathos. In fact, I think all clowning is based on pathos to a greater or lesser degree. Yeah, there's often that element in it. In terms of, like, there's so many schools of clown. There's so many definitions. And, you know, there's in Facebook groups where there are endless circular discussions about whether that is more clown or that is more clown or, you know, what they call, they call clown-dementalism. There's a lot of that knocking around. Um, but for me, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's about vulnerability and it's about connection. It's about wanting to be connected with your audience. That's what makes a clown ridiculous. And to, to get back to your classes here, uh, your workshop... Are they always successful? I mean, do you always know, bring people out of themselves or whatever you intend to do? Does it, does it always work or is there always sort of 10, 20% who are, who are going to fail? Oh, no. Nobody's going to fail. That, that can't happen, actually. Um, what happens is uh, I sort of act as the ambassador for the audience. So I'm giving feedback about what the audience is feeling and what's going on because that's often the, the block for performers is that they, they, can't, they don't interpret. They're not sure how to interpret what's going on and it's rare that you get an audience that will tell you very clearly this. It's because you move, you're moving about too much. We couldn't see you or whatever. So I serve as the ambassador for the audience in that sense and in that sense it's always about giving people feedback from wherever they are um, and in in the framework of where they want to be what they want to do and where they want to go and and so uh, you can't fail at receiving feedback actually Um, also I don't think uh, uh, yeah no every (laughs) every time I do this workshop I observe that people uh, beautiful is the thing that happens because they are and we, we, I work so that everybody at the end of it has got um, a clear piece of feedback in terms of how to go forward. And a certificate. A certificate. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, I should make a certificate, shouldn't I, and a badge. We look good on their CV. Yes, exactly. You're right. I should definitely formalise it. I'm an idiot. Qualified idiot. 
does that does that everything we we talked about this before when you were doing the, the foulard? But uh, uh, is it is this idiot um, persona or, or whatever? That's a, a fairly basic thing in your act, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's in, a, in, it's in a foundation. Um, in everything that I make myself, not in everything that I do, um, but it's about uh, I have a lot of fun when. I can go a bit too far when things can be a bit too extreme and where I also I can be vulnerable and where I can be connected with people and all of those things. I use the word, I use the term idiot because, simply because uh, to, to sidestep, sometimes I use the term clown because it's relevant and it's appropriate, but idiot feels um, more human, more connected to uh, uh, humanity. Clown can sometimes feel more connected to the world of poetry. But idiot is really a bit sort of pejorative, isn't it? Well, it depends how you use it, Michael. It can be pejorative. It can also be a great liberation, you know. But it, but it is. It's pejorative. I think it's like often it's that um, that line between the the fool and the savant, you know, the the wise fool. But it's one of those things that you you can call yourself an idiot, but it'd be rather offensive to call somebody else one. Well, a good friend of mine actually, she says um, that when I call her an idiot, she knows it's the highest compliment I can well, give her. But generally speaking. If I went up to somebody I didn't know, or even somebody I did know, and said you're an idiot, they, they wouldn't take it very kindly. It depends how you said it. I think if you said it, if you said <laughs> the way it, I'd say it. <laughs> well, there you go then. Well, then there, there's your answer. <laughs> I think it's um, it's a really liberating thing to um, be called an idiot with love, and to realise that we can you can be an idiot and and that be a thing that makes people laugh and feel great and happy. I think you mean idiot in the ter- in the sense of more innocent rather than stupid. Uh, no, sometimes it means stupid. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're very happy to see a stupid. We saw a really good stupid today. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Just like someone um, joining in the exercise and, and not not following what the rest, of, not understanding the things that the the rest of the group had understood. And we loved her. We just loved her. She was brilliant. It was so stupid. But but it's stupid like um it's more like it was stupid. She wasn't stupid. The moment was stupid, you know. And so she was a wonderful idiot in that moment. Like free concern an idiot it's like you're always concerned with your humanity. You know, not necessarily um n- no mask. No mask, all the flavors, all the flavors just out there. For better or for worse. Okay, I, I think that will do, actually, for the moment. Are you due back in The Hague or in the Netherlands with a show in the near future or in the distant future? Um, I will be, yeah, sooner or later. If there are people to attend this workshop, I will come. If there are people to attend the shows, I will come. And I love it here in The Hague. I've just performed in Amsterdam last night. That was great. So always looking to um, uh, continue that and keep growing that and fly in the face of these Brexit oppressors. Okay, thank you very much. That was Lucy Hopkins, the well-known idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in Holland, in English. I was at the Into the Unknown improvisation workshop run by Lucy Hopkins in The Hague, which was organised by Stett, the English theatre. So, till next time, it's goodbye. I'm Michael Hasted.
Arts Talk Radio Online.